it's Iridessa. This is GHS Tapes, and we're here to discover together how we can keep doing good human shit and being good humans every day. This isn't about me, it's about we. The key word is Black Love. Hey y'all, this is Iridessa back with GHS Tapes and I want to thank y'all so much for showing up another day to be on this journey with me. If you don't know me, my name is Iridessa and I'm more than a regular black woman. I'm a firm believer that we all have the ability at every step to do good human shit and we're here to figure out exactly how we can do that together. Alright y'all, so I'm here today with everybody's friend. The man, the myth, the legend. My nigga, okay? Um... I want to give him his opportunity to talk about himself, but before he does that, I want to let y'all know that he is one of the most kind people that I've ever met in my life, literally to the point where sometimes he'd be pissing me off how nice he is, but you can't get mad at people for being good humans, right? So here he is. This is what you want to be called today. It's your boy Chef Smooth coming back in. You know, the rain and Uno champ had to come back in for another Whoa, episode. Whoa, don't disrespect me on my show. <laughs> This is my podcast now, remember? Man, the shut the fuck up. It. Shut the fuck up and do your intro. <laughs> that was my intro, hey, right? Hey, 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 hey. That was my intro, right? Hey, 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 Don't be disrespectful. <laughs> Don't be disrespectful, okay? Right in Uno Tell these people who you are, for real. Hey, everybody. It's your boy, Chef Smooth. I'm coming back on the podcast for another interview. Um, engineer by day, chef by night, business owner by day, investor by night. Live, breathe, and eat wellness. Peace, love, and prosperity to everybody. All the good humans. Mm-hmm. Okay, so off the bullshit that he was talking about earlier, <laughs> we really here to talk about black love today, not this black hate and ass shit. I don't know what he's over here doing. Oh, it's not a hate. <laughs> it was a fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, people yeah. heard it. Yeah, 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 yeah. The people didn't hear anything. Hey, the go people back, didn't go hear back shit. quite a few episodes ago, y'all. The people didn't hear shit. Anyway, we're here to talk about black love today. And who better to talk about black love with than the nigga who live in my house? The nigga who I love. Right? Yes, babe. I love you too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> so... Y'all, it's been quite the journey, and we've both witnessed black love in our own separate ways. So I'm sure y'all know when you come together, whether it be in a relationship or friendships, which I mean our relationships, but y'all know what I mean, or meeting new family or whatever it may be, you have to find a new definition of love in every single one of those relationships because everybody has their own experiences, has their own definitions of everything. And so sometimes it can get a little crazy, which we have personally witnessed. And a lot of times, especially these days on social media, you see all of the happy, you see all of the peachy keen bullshit, bullshit, but you never see what people actually go through. So today we're actually going to be here to talk about real black love, about things that we actually have gone through together and separately to get us to the point that we are today on whatever the fuck February something something 2022, right? So, from your perspective, how did our how did your black love before me start out? Um, wow. 
So if I had to think about how Black Love started in my life um, prior to is just thinking about my moms, my aunties, and my grandparents. I mean, that's how I really started out. I say especially with my grandpa, grandma, and my mom um, in particular. And just kind of watching, you know, my grandparents, they were married for over 50 years. Um, I want to say, yeah, yeah, they were married for over 50 years uh, before my grandpa passed. And that was kind of my first, I guess, experience with black love in that, in that sense, in the traditional sense, and, and watching their marriage um, growing up. And I think kind of one of the things that I noticed, you know, with them was, I mean, they were very traditional in their sense. They got married in the late 50s. Um, so their dynamic was, I guess, was a little bit more of a traditional sense. Um, my grandpa was a, had came here from a different country. My grandma was born and raised in Virginia. Uh, as she liked to say, a true country girl. So, um, you know, seeing their dynamic growing up was, uh, you, you had the, my grandpa was a very strong, very strong man and uh, was very opinionated. And um, you can kind of tell that he was, he was the one who kind of had the vision and led the way. And my grandma was, you know, just a supportive role uh, to him, even though she was a pioneer in her own right um, in many regards. So I would say that that would have to have been my earliest experience with Black Love as watching their dynamic and their relationship. Mm-hmm. And knowing that your dad is from a little bit of a different culture, did that affect your definition of black love at all? Or like, how did you see your mom still showing her version of black love, even though at some point in her life, she was with someone who wasn't black, if that makes sense? Yeah. So background story, my, my dad is from uh, Kuwait. He's um Arab. And I don't really think that it really had an impedance on my black love and how I viewed it. Um, I think it was just really luck of the draw because most of the other people that I grew up around were, were also black. That The men that my mom dated were black. Um, and the men that she surrounded me with, for the most part, were black men. So I, I feel like that, that knowing her background as far as the relationship with my dad goes didn't really impede on my, my vision of black love. Got you. On the other hand, my version of black love, we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but it was more of a don't talk about it, don't speak about it. I mean, just get out the house, do what you got to do, and that's going to be really it. Um, We'll support you if it is necessary, but at the end of the day, you need to do things for yourself. So um, my mom and my dad were never together, or they were together, but they were never married. They were never together from what I saw, because they broke up before I was even born. My dad, after my mom, I rarely ever saw him with a black woman. He always went with white women after that. And my dad, he his mom is white. He was raised by his white mother. His dad is mixed, but he was never really around. So he never really got a real good definition of black love and that I feel impeded him in his own journey as he went on. And having a black daughter, having two black daughters, because my stepsister is also mixed black and white, it does definitely affect how myself and my stepsister have both seen black love growing up. But thank God we figured it out at this point in our life because we're both with wonderful black men who really show us what black love is today. And on top of that, on the other side, my mom's side, our black love was all over the place. I would say the most real definition of black love that I saw growing up was my Nana. 
she showed us so much love and so much support and just a hug than way more than anybody else in my life that I have ever been around other than I would say my boyfriend but the way my Nana would just embrace people and love people is much different than anybody else I've ever encountered um but everybody else around her it seemed like just chaos and so for a long time in my head black love was chaos so for a very very long time I didn't have real good genuine connections with people I if I saw that a real genuine connection was coming I would kind of flee or I would get myself in situations with people who did not really love me both in relationships friendships whatever it may be all of those things I never really had real genuine connections with people but then we met up in college myself and this nigga chef's move over here we met up in college and I honestly want to let you tell the story from your perspective before I come in and say what I need to say Man, y'all, I ain't even gonna sit here and cap. Iridesa uh, played your boy for a little <laughs> bit. I'm talking about. Um, I guess we had we had had a really uh, deep conversation um, one night when we were when we were still friends and hanging out. And I believe that that you know the way that I opened up and was uh, you know being vulnerable kind of prepared, I thought in my mind propelled us to like something a little bit more than just friends. And then come to find out, y'all, she goes to me hard. Would have responded no text, no nothing after that. I was like, well, damn, all right, fuck me then. Um, but, you know, shortly after, I would say, like, with that, after a few weeks, uh, she came back around and blessed me again. And, you know, everything's been great ever since that. I won't get into all the backstory, backstory stuff, but that's pretty much how it went from my perspective. So from my perspective, I'm going to get into a little bit of the backstory. So this is why it's important to be cognizant of what other people have going on in their lives constantly. Or that other people have other things going on in their lives that you may not be aware of. So though he was aware of a lot of the things going on, he wasn't completely aware of what was going on in my mental state at the time. And I was in shambles. I had issues with friends, issues with family. I was recovering from deaths going on around me. And also I had an ancient nigga that was, that I was dealing with at the time to be real. He wasn't shit. And so that night that we sat up and talked, I was actually supposed to be going to this ancient nigga's house or I'll stop calling him an ancient nigga. Someone who was being ancient at the time I was supposed to be going to his house to talk through some things and basically release myself from his bullshit and he never pulled up but it was in the same relationship or the same um neighborhood as where chef smooth lived and so i was just like okay well can i just come over and chill with you for a little while until such and such gets here because that person was only supposed to be going to dinner and going back home and then they were supposed to text me and tell me to come over never pulled up so we ended up spending basically an all-nighter just sitting up talking watching whatever and I dropped him off at the bus station the next day because he was going on a Chicago trip with the school and I mean I was just going through a lot after that I was 
tired. Like, I really did like him. I thought he was cool and all that other stuff. But I was tired of fucking with niggas. Like, to be honest with you. And y'all know I'm bisexual. And if this nigga wasn't the nigga he is today, I promise y'all, I would be with a woman. Not even gonna cap. Because I personally do not... I don't believe in the patriarchy. The patriarchy. I don't believe in like how men a lot of men carry themselves and how they treat women treat the world in general um and so i would probably be with a woman if he wasn't the person that he is so after we ended up talking i still didn't know who he was at the time i didn't know him to the core as he would say but i just didn't have the capacity for it to be honest with you i was pretty much just done with everything with all of it so I didn't want to talk and I feel like that was okay especially because we weren't like we were friends but we had really just met and got it got started having conversations recently before that yes I might I should have maybe told him like I had things going on but I also feel like I didn't owe anybody anything I was going through my own things and I needed to do that how I needed to do that fast forward and things happened the way they happened he decided that he wanted to fly or change his flight early to come back and be at my mom's wedding so he came to support me at my mom's wedding and that was new year's eve a few days later this became my boyfriend and we've been going through a lot since then yep yep Definitely did. She asked me three weeks before, like, hey, I'd love if you came to my mom's wedding. I was like, well, if I could change my flight. And it cost only six bucks to change my flight. So I'm like, hey, might as well. Let's I don't really here. recall saying I would love if you came to my mom's wedding. I think I told you my mom's wedding was happening and a few people would be there. And I would nah. be open to you coming to my mom's oh, wedding. Right. I don't I don't think I was like, hey, nigga, pull up. I don't know if I did all that now. It's, it's her mother's wedding, y'all. Why would I change my flight for something I'm just casually invited to? Yeah, I don't know about that, y'all. I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, this is why we say we all have different perspective of it, perspectives of everything, and that's okay. Yes, most definitely. That's this is like what? Fine. Almost, that was five years ago at this point. So. Yeah. 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 Over five years ago. Yes. So, yeah. We've been grooving ever since, but we've definitely gone through our fair share of ups and downs and dealt with a lot of things separately and together since then and supported each other through all of it. But I, I mean, as many relationships, we've definitely had our downs. We've definitely had our ups. Do you want to talk about any of the down parts? Um, I guess I'd say, you know, I won't even really say too much about the down parts, but if I could just impart, you know, one little bit of wisdom, and this goes for any relationship in general, is communication is key. Um, and realizing that you need help and being open to receiving help. Um, I think those, those are some of the biggest things that I had to learn um, in this relationship was the importance of communication, really diving deep into my emotions and uh, being able to put my pride aside. Um, when I was struggling. Mm -hmm. So those are kind of like my little takeaways about 
I guess, ways to deal with the lows. Yeah, for me, on the other end, I was always the blunt one. Like, I would always tell this nigga, ugh, your breath stink today. Like, please get out, get out of my face. Like, it was just, it's just like, I don't know. That's a part of how I grew up in black love. It was just like, fuck is you doing? Like, I still say that type of shit today. Like, what are you even talking about? I say that, I feel like, every day. What do you yeah, even be talking about? But he be speaking in riddle, riddles, so that's not really... I don't really know if that's my fault. This nigga, I don't know. I don't be knowing what he's talking about. So, like, what the fuck is you even talking about? Like, down to the little things, I think it's definitely per relationship. Everybody needs to build their own boundaries, their own communication style and love languages and things like that. But for me, I've always found it best to just be open and honest with everything that you're feeling. Like, I'll even tell him, hey, this nigga is popping my line on it. I don't really, you know... Or this girl is popping my line. He's watched people hit on me right in front of him. Man, wild stuff, too. You want to talk about it? Because <laughs> you got that look on your face. <laughs> Man, I wouldn't even say... I mean, the niggas don't really bother me too much because I usually can say something and then everything would be good after that. What took me off guard was when another woman was chewing her shot. We was at this arcade little bar, and I was over here. You know, I'm a ba- I'm a basketball fanatic. I love to play basketball, and they had a little basketball machine in there that you could hoop on. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm getting my reps in, putting up some shots. Literally, y'all, I turn around and I accidentally bump into this girl while she's mid shooting her shot. I'm like, yo, what is going on? <laughs> like it just caught me so off guard because like I wasn't expecting to turn around and literally be right there, and I'm just listening like. What is one like? What do I say? What do I do in this? Situation? I was like, you know, let me just watch this play out. It was a very fried situation. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's just things happen, you know. And I feel like it's better to be open and honest than to not, and then have secrets and do all this other stuff. Which I mean, it's okay to have secrets from your partner. Everybody should have secrets with themselves. I think that is perfect for a healthy relationship with yourself. And that's I want to say that foundation of your black love should be a healthy relationship with yourself first and foremost but i think that when there are things that may affect your partner or things that your partner may want to know for sure i think that it's better to be open and honest and yeah it may hurt their feelings i've had my feelings hurt he's had his feelings hurt and i mean that's just where the dice roll we can't always protect each other all the time we're two grown-ass people, period. Yeah. Like, whether this is you're, again, in a relationship, like a, a romantic relationship or a friendship or familial familial relationship or whatever it may be, I think that it's definitely important to always be open and honest. Like, even with my mom, I'll tell her, like, you really pissing me off. And I know in the black household, that's kind of taboo to tell your parents they pissing you off, but... At the same time, I think, how can you grow and build relationships with your parents, with elders in your family, if or elders just period, if you can't tell them how they're making you feel? And I basically grew up with my mom because she had me at a young age. She had me at 20, which, I mean, we're still growing up at 20. Yes, she was an adult, but we're still growing and learning things. We don't really reach our full capacity until about 25 to 30 somewhere in that range and so yeah I think it's very important and my mom does the same thing with her mother and I think that that's why we all still have relationships now yes sometimes they're a little bit strained 
because of whatever may have happened in the past and we actually had a conversation about this while we were on vacation in Florida recently about how the church that my mother had us in and her actions through that church really affected me and scarred me and how I still have a little bit of trust issues with her and it's not completely her fault because she was just doing what she was told but at the same time it's important to make sure that in all of your relationships you are open and honest how have you dealt with that in your relationships with your elders because I know in your family is totally different like you know how our family is versus your family yeah so I'll say I mean, you guys know, those who know traditional African household, there's really no no type of pushback to that you can give to your elders. And, you know, growing up, my, my grandpa is from uh, West Africa and his entire family is from uh, Sierra Leone. Uh, just kind of, that was what I grew up around. It's just like, you know, respecting your elders meant no talking back. Like, you know, none of those things And sometimes, you know, you kind of have to bite your tongue and suppress your feelings. Um, it almost felt like any negativity, you know, negative comment toward elders wasn't welcome. Uh, I didn't really feel that way, you know, my entire childhood. Um, I felt like I could be open and honest with my with my mom about how I was feeling. And I would say that there wasn't really too many instances where, like, you know, I was upset with her and uh, things that she was doing. But it was more so after um, she died that when I moved in with other relatives where I felt, you know, just kind of more so that I had to be you know, on my P's and Q's and by my tongue because at the end of the day, I felt like, you know, they were doing me a favor by, you know, taking me in and letting me stay. Um, so it was just kind of one of those things I really struggled with, um, especially, you know, during that period of life and it's transitioned on until, until now, until recently. Um, that's when one of my main topics in therapy was, was dealing with, uh, you know, basically proper correction um, that even elders are wrong as well and that it's okay to speak up and and correct them when when they're out of pocket in a respectful way you can still correct people in a respectful way mm -hmm. yeah and i think that that's important because as much as we're growing and learning adults are growing and learning every day as well no matter how adult the adults are they are still growing and learning i don't care if you're six or 86 there are things that you can learn every single day and so when you're in the process of be, when you're in a new generation when your generation has more information that than we've ever had before on this earth like i think our specific generation is different because we were born before google and lived after and so we have a lot of the older traditions but at the same time we have a way of challenging ourselves and challenging all of the things that were happening around us while when we were born up up through toddler age to young child age or at adolescent age or whatever it may be um when my first phone was i don't know one of them little motorola boys but now we have these fucking computers in our pocket you know what i'm saying what the fuck yeah. i could not get on the internet on that motorola or it was gone i don't know <laughs> i don't know i felt like it was gonna hit all type of viruses the fucking lime wire and I had a juke when I was younger. Y'all remember that little phone that would flip to the side, up and down? Like, I don't know. They had that yeah. commercial where everybody was dancing. Like, it was things like that. That was basically a MP3 player in a phone. And that, that was our first interactions with technology and all of that. And now we're in a generation where 
every two seconds something is changing every two seconds the way you have to identify people is changing and that's okay but we also have to make sure that in the in the relationships with our families especially our older family members we are informing them as best as we can so to be honest they don't go out the house and embarrass you <laughs> because they be embarrassing folk like because you imagine never telling your 90 year old uncle that it's not okay to say the f word anymore as in referring to gay people could you never could you imagine and he's walking out the house like yeah this is my nephew but you a f word what the fuck exactly so i think that it's important in all of our relationships that we challenge each other and we talk about things and make sure that we're all having a growth mindset instead of a fixed mindset when it comes to our family so that we can break generational curses, which are, of all curses, my fucking least favorite because why are you holding on to my whole family like this? Addiction or abuse or whatever it may be, why are you holding on to my whole family? So I think that it's important to make sure that we're always open and honest. That's just my personal thing. And I know that people have to work through things and therapy is a thing. And I wanna make sure that everybody knows that this is not a place that you go to, to challenge things or to work through things. We all do need therapy, but this is just one person's perspective, two people's perspective today mm -hmm. from what we've learned, babe. Is there anything else that you want to talk about today? The world is yours. We've had five years. Um, Patience, y'all. Be patient. If you genuinely love and care about the person, be patient with them. Be patient with yourself. Um, especially if, you know, you're in, in a certain stage of life where you're still growing. Um, be willing. You have to be willing to give some type of leeway and have some type of understanding in order to make it through. If it's something that you truly cherish, you'll be able to do so. Um, I would say that would be my last piece of advice for y'all. Just be patient. So here's my question. Babe. Mm -hmm. Nigga. Who are you? Who do you want to be? Well, all the good humans know I, out there that, you know, this is technically kind of my podcast after that. Uno nigga! <laughs> nigga! You see, you're doing too much. You about to get kicked off this hole. I'm about to ban you from this motherfucker. You keep playing with me on my shit. <laughs> Answer the fucking question. Yeah, you know, I had to add a little bit of entertainment factor add, to add, this hole. Add, add, add. Damn. <laughs> badass kids. You see what happened when you put badass kids? And he younger than me, y'all. I'm technically a little cuckoo, cuckoo good thing. Cuckoo thing. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that word. A cougar? No, before you cougar. A cougar? Don't act like you don't be coming up with new words every day. Fuck out of here, boy. You're right. You're right. Exactly. So when I say I'm a little cougar, thing, don't don't pop me. <laughs> Y'all, he, he hit me. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> no. He flicked me. Don't thank don't you, flick me. On the record. Don't flick me now, nigga. Answer my question. Answer what? <laughs> Shut. Answer my question. Who are you? Who do you want to be? <sighs> Who I am? I guess there's really no way to answer it. I feel like that I'm just accumulation of all my ancestors' wishes, journeys, and prayers. 
Now I'm here in life to spread love, positivity, education, and happiness to all those that I encounter. That's who I want to be. Somebody who spreads love. That's who you want to be. Appreciate that. Of course. Appreciate that. All right, y'all. Well, I mean, y'all know what I'm about to do. This nigga don't really partake, per se. But, yeah. He don't partake. However, I'm about to go partake. And y'all know I encourage anybody who does partake and who can partake to do that shit. Because God created all herbs from the ground to nourish our bodies. And who whatever white man said that it was bad ain't none of my business. Which leads me to the next part. Remember to mind your damn business because in a world where we have so much access to everybody else's business, it's hard not to be in everybody else's business, including celebrities. But stay in your own business. We're letting in, you into our world for a day. But remember that we've had our worlds for a lifetime. So at the end of the day, you never know what what is going on in somebody's head, in somebody's mind, in somebody's soul or spirit. Also, remember that good human is relative to you. And I can't stress that enough in a time where we also have access to compare ourselves to everybody on this planet. It's ridiculous. But remember that everybody is showing you the perfect version of themselves and not the real version of themselves, the raw cut version of themselves that may not be so pretty, that may not look so perfect at the end of the day. So always remember to compare yourself to yourself only and your own journey because we all have our own separate journeys to go on. And the universe and God would never mess up on the person that you are today. You are exactly where you are supposed to be. Also, lastly, remember that practice does not make perfect, but it makes progress. And that's all that we should be striving for because perfect is not real. Perfect is not reality. But progress is always something that is happening. And it will be okay. Alright, back to what I was about to go do. I'm already drinking my wine, y'all know, but... I have to go get this puff puff pass because it's been a long day of arguing with white women. And I'm tired, y'all. I'm tired because you know how white women can get. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to y'all next time. Peace. Bye.